the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 510, where sports is the plane, comedy is the pilot, and the sweet Jeeva is our jet fuel. Please sit back and enjoy the ride. Are, are y'all? I can't record. Nobody asked me, and nobody clearly answered in the text thread what y'all are doing. So I'm out. Oh, no, I didn't see that text, Darius. I saw Pedro talking about warming his computer up like it's an old Chevy. Uh, it is. It is. And I'm pissed right, off. I got. I gotta go, man. Good luck with the show. Where are you I going? I got life. It's only Fourth of July. This is the first time we record on a holiday. Hey, Darius, mm. uh, it's the first time I asked a black man to stay. <laughs> No, it no, ain't, no, he lying. It ain't the first he has his wife boyfriend to stay. So that way he's like, man, can you stay and just talk to her so I can get ready for bed? Thank you. It, it, actually, Aaron's telling the truth. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, good luck with you, this. You, you, you're I'm the saying. second person that black man ain't to stay. This sounds like the worst episode <laughs> of the month. Uh, Adarius, right. since you're surprised that we are here in the morning, I just want to give you a morning welcome. Morning, nigga. There you go. That's what you did. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and at Horcrux Hipster on the Twitter. And check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. You can also get AG3's NBA Top 10 on our Patreon page. Holla, 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 holla. And we are here with. Uh, this is AG3 coming at you faster than one that flew over the cuckoo nest after. Uh, listening to my 4th of July fireworks in my neighborhood go off on July 3rd. Like, you would have thought it was the bicentennial. Losing my mind over here. Stress levels up. About to have hypertension. I already have hypertension. About to have a heart attack last night. Gave the dog some Benadryl. I had to give myself some, too. Damn. Well, here's your sound bite. To begin the conversation, we're privileged to have a contribution from one of the great creative talents of our time, Lin-Manuel Miranda. May his beautiful words be an inspiration to us. Among the words he said and in the music, we'll make it right for you. If we lay a strong enough foundation, we'll pass it on to you and we'll give the world to you. Lin-Manuel and his father and the, the uh, Hamilton singers whom we'll hear from said that they were all very honored to be asked to participate today. They, those were the great words from <laughs> those fucking words. Happy God, Fourth yeah. of July, by the way. You know what, uh, CJ? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'll wait. I'll wait. Introductions over. And we are here with. Good morning. First time you ever see a Negro wake up this early. It's your friendly captain and your friendly truck uh, truck driver, Captain Pete. A new year brings hope for the future. New energy to face the tasks ahead of us and a renewed promise to strengthen the foundations of our democracy. We are all stewards of the American experiment, working to pass down to our children and our grandchildren a more perfect union that treats all its citizens with fairness and equity. (laughs) We should never take our rights and liberties for granted, and we must remain committed to finding a way forward together. That's what I wrote about in the song Dear Theodosia from Hamilton. (laughs) I believe no challenge is worth abandoning our efforts to unite as Americans. We'll keep working generation after generation until we reach that someday. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJR. <laughs> uh, with two T's for a double dose of the tick, tick, the D is solid, so it's just Jart. What it say is to that you? Jason Derulo? <laughs> it looked like a, what it that say to him. you? What it say to you? So what did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> you sure that's not Jason Derulo? The only reason I know what I think he looked like is because I was. <laughs> it's not I Jason Derulo. Reading a thing about whatever his Instagram. Uh, 
Oh, Instagram him being girl. on TikTok and selling everything, credit cards, well, Jack in the well, Box. Well, how like he, she left him his Instagram. You know that one that was with Antonio Brown. Everybody, they want the like caramel skin and like gray eyes, green eyes. Mm, okay. I don't want to say her name, know. but I know her name. I just don't want to say it. Oh, you don't want to give Gen- her attention? Yeah, uh, Jenna Fumes. Fine, Jenna Fumes. You know who Jenna Fumes is. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they just had a baby. Heard the name. <laughs> I don't know who she and is. Then she came out. Look her up. She was with Antonio Brown for a minute. She left him because he she couldn't he couldn't stop cheating on her. So I guess Jason Derulo did the best thing. And uh, like they just had a kid and she was like, people disrespect you and think you're committed together and this and that. So I guess like he can't stop sleeping around. So she left him. And I was reading like her little post on it, man. People were flaming her up. I felt bad for her. Think about who you keep hooking up with. Shout out to Jason Derulo and shout out to uh, the Hamilton singers. Uh, It is 4th of July, y'all. If we know one thing, Nancy Pelosi, Lin-Manuel Miranda and the Hamilton singers inspire and, you know, really bring home the, the symbol of freedom in America. When you came into the world, you cried and it broke my heart. That looks like your headphones, Pedro. I'm dedicated That's the biggest, softest voice Negro I've ever seen in my life. Domestic <laughs> life was never quite my style. When you it like a Tongan Pedro. I'm going to tell, tell you this. I'm going to tell you. Come on. This one thing, this one thing alone with Lynn so Miranda emasculated half the black, one-fourth of the black men in the world. It was like, how can we make black men look soft? <laughs> the whole world will put them on C-SPAN <laughs> singing this Theodosia. You know what? This is worse than what the earlier settlers did to the Chinese immigrants when they bought them over and, and wrote all the wrote all that policy that they couldn't bring women over. They couldn't interracially marry and all that. Mm-hmm. This is on that same level as that. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> you soft Catholic uh, reigns to this much power. And this is how she keeps it softening you up. While she does she, stuff she definitely door. softened me up with this, Pedro. I don't know what I'm going to do there. I might have to eat a bunch of watermelon, take a couple of uh, blue diamonds, and 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 have Lauren Boebert call me the N-word in the middle of the night. So the way I'm going to get it back. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> hey, you know, they could probably do some rehabilitation with some uh, general but naked former soldiers. <laughs> like, he got them in that church. No, just play them Dear Theodosia. <laughs> yep, that'll, that'll, that'll take all the violence out of them real quick. Soften you up. You wouldn't you wouldn't have any testosterone left in your system. <laughs> they went from... That is the, the fighters who used to fight naked. So is that why your nickname was General Butt Naked? Yes, because I was naked, because I fought naked. Yeah. Once I'm naked, no bullet can affect me. Once I'm naked, I could disappear. <laughs> so what did I miss? What did I miss? This worse than Roe vs. Wade. You know, they, they overturned that in hopes that, you know, you saw the numbers dwindling, especially when we think about the population of people that tend to get the demographics of people that tend to get abortions. I guess a lot of Republicans, what they believe was that their numbers are dwindling, the whole replacement theory bullshit. And uh, all they have to do is just keep playing this. Yeah, exactly. Don't play this around Duck because he got a newborn. I don't want him to fuck around and try to get that get the newborn to attach to his nipple. Come on, <laughs> trying to get him to latch yeah. to his nipple after hearing this. This, this is this is this, this is, is soft me. shit. This is me, Andrew Caldwell. Wear a purse again. I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. <laughs> <laughs> And news this week. Just to uh, let you know, someone just popped the firework at 1038 out there. <laughs> hey, hey, this is why I'm up. I'm going to tell you why I'm up. Uh, I got up late. My neighbor, I guess, got a hold of some uh, professional fireworks. I should have known. This shit's ridiculous, mm-hmm. dude. I should have known that was going to happen. I wish, you know, we celebrating 4th of July. I wish, I wish our forefathers would have had the foresight to fuck the right to bear arms, write some shit about motherfuckers not being able to pop fireworks. You know, they use fireworks as distraction as the Redcoats entered town to, you know, to distract them and then ambush them because they were using them guerrilla warfare tactics they, that they um they, they, fair they, they, war, fa- they fairly learned from the Native Americans. And there was a there was a fair transaction in that approach. <laughs> Native dockies teach us how to fight. <laughs> All fair love and hip hop. How do you guys fight? Well, you just take turns standing in line and shooting at each other. <laughs> yeah, we stand in line and then and then the front row bends over while they reload and the back row shoot. And we yeah. just take turns and just, you ever heard about the future? This is a game called Pong. And that's how we fought war. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the training you use? Well, pretty much just 
stand up, try and shoot. The ball is very inaccurate. It's a it's a round ball. It's inaccurate. It can go up and down. It's kind of like a knuckleball when you shoot it. So you don't know what you're going to hit. But then we crouch down on one knee and try and reload in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like That's our training. Yeah. And then stand please, up and, please. and shoot inaccurately again. <laughs> hey, every time y'all talk about this, it makes me mad how slavery's lost. It's like, how they get caught. How the hell do <laughs> slaves get caught under, got them, under them tactics? They got sold out by, you know, by one eye Charlie. It was actually Guns, Germs, and Steel, a really interesting book by Jared Diamond. I think it was Jared Diamond. Basically, Western expansion or European expansion and colonization was it was aided by the fact that they were some of the first to have steel weaponry, which, you know, changed right. the game. Yeah. I heard about the steel, the nets, they all that stuff. I heard and then about, they had the guns. They, 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 they had the gunpowder. And they stole the gunpowder from the Chinese. Yeah. My Chinese brother sold us out. No, nah, no. Nah, see, they didn't know what they was using it for. They lied to the Chinese, like, we're going to use it for fireworks to celebrate. <laughs> and they over here using it for war. And then you forgot the other part is that they sent someone who was a little darker in first, and it was Lin-Manuel Miranda's ancestors. <laughs> exactly. There you go. And he's, and he's like, oh, I got something great for you guys. I got all this stuff. We can trade with these people. Let's go. Let's come out to shore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm having a barbecue. We're, we're singing a song called Dear Theodosia. <laughs> That sounds like the Pied Piper. You get a whole line of black men from Africa walking with you. But they dick shriveled in. There's a chick named Theodosia. We're going to have, and she said, she said, bring everybody. She said, any, uh, whatever BBC gets in the room can get a chance. (laughs) That's terrible. In other news, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, signed into law a bill repealing loitering related to possible prostitution as a charge that police can arrest people for. The provision in the state law previously allowed police to arrest those who, quote, delay or linger without lawful purpose, end quote. If it appears they were trying to engage in sex work, prostitution. A police can no longer use this charge and those who have been convicted are able to petition the court for resentencing or potential dismissal of their charges and convictions. What do you guys think about that? Wait, did you read it correctly in the beginning? Because yeah, the way you read it, the way you yeah, read it in the beginning made me think that he was signing so you can't do it. No, no. So is he signing he so it's no longer illegal? Bill, so it's no so longer legal prostitution. For, for police to say that you are loitering without a purpose, especially if it's regards to they suspect you are engaging in sex work. So now you can loiter <laughs> and not get arrested or charged for loitering. In particular, with regards to suspicion of you being a sex worker or uh, prostitution. He would sign some shit like that because he don't live near no hood where there's prostitution around. Not that I have a problem with the prostitution. I can take the prostitution over the other shit. Would you rather have prostitution or people stealing catalytic converters? Prostitution. <laughs> but the problem is he ain't doing shit about the catalytic converter either. It's just going to be all down the drain. I mean, him, this motherfucker going to be looking like the intro to New Jack City if he keeps signing the shit he's signing. <laughs> Motherfuckers warming themselves up, burning trash in barrels. I don't know if you ever noticed the interest New Jack City, you think they was in a third world country, but that's what this <laughs> shit gonna look like. All of a sudden it cuts to Ice T trying to make a drug deal in the middle of a traffic jam while standing in the middle of traffic <laughs> with a crackhead. Don't make sense. Trying to get the crackhead to buy him a kilo. It's like, look at he a crackhead. He's gonna smoke a kilo. <laughs> I ain't gonna buy you a kilo. That's the dumbest movie ever. Thank you. <laughs> it's so like non-realistic. It's over the top. It is but, also the black people's anthem. It is. It is. <laughs> I feel like Gavin Newsom signed that into a bill. <laughs> like it gotta be a black New Jack City, black people anthem. Makes sense. <laughs> Show your kids. Show everybody. Man. Talk about it. Like a black villain superhero movie for black people, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's so fake like a superhero movie, but it's supposed to be realistic. Like, hey, man, I, I'm really starting to think that Infinity War could come true more than New Jack City. <laughs> really, if it's if you can't get get it for $40, I really don't care. <laughs> now, Pedro, would prostitution yeah, I want, be considered I want regular pro- sex? I, hey, hey, look, yes. It, it wouldn't be because you're not going in there. You're not going to go in there and make love to a hooker. I hope not. Well, Aaron, I, I don't know. You know, Jared, he kissed prostitutes. And not yeah. high-end ones. I'm talking about street ones. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. Well, it's the Instagram models and basketball players overpaying for sex and rappers overpaying for sex that's ruined that industry for me. So I'm out the game when it comes to buying prostitution. I didn't know you was in the game. I never was. That's part of the joke here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's worse, though? So 
So the prostitution. So this is going to open the door to where now, like Aaron on that block down a few blocks from where you that like where people used to all loiter and hang out like they might reopen that. I know they closed it off. It's, all, it's already yeah, they didn't close shit off, Jared. They didn't close shit I, about dude, I, I tell you that they didn't close that. That's my problem. He's <laughs> wasting time with these bills, man. And, and those bills are to please the very far left. Like, oh, man, good. He ain't going to waste resources on prostitution. No, fuck that, man. Sign some bill to get more police officers here to beat some motherfuckers stealing catalytic converters. That's what I want. I'm tired of this. Just have a catalytic converter SWAT team that just like yeah. on the rooftops, just <laughs> <laughs> patrolling. Where's Batman with you? Gotta, that, that's what Batman can do. <laughs> just beat, they just got to beat ass and make me feel better. And that's the thing. See, that's the problem. Police don't beat ass no more. They're they shooting people. I didn't have a problem when they would just give someone a good proper beat down and then, you know, let them go. Charges dismissed. You got to beat down. That's good enough. But no, nah, no. Nah, now the cops are shooting them. So now we don't get the proper beat down. So criminals going all out, robbing other criminals because we know they ain't, they're robbing the poor because we know the police response isn't going to be big. Gavin Newsom, it's just a waste of time. It's another one of these things to look good, man. Those areas where we have the whole strolls, they weren't doing shit anyway. That's why they're called whole strolls. They already existed before he signed this shit. It's just it's a waste of time. I do think it's fucking paper. I think it's good that they're decriminalizing so cops can't press women or men working the street who are doing they, doing they, their thing. Jared, they really don't. I know they don't press them that much, but maybe they, they, have, they made a whole episode of cops off of that. It, made, it was making money back. But well, that was in Florida. In trap. That was it, in Florida. That's them. a different place. In California, they don't do shit already. But I do agree. I think this actually is not is is a decent way to like. You know, because the whole movement in, in San Francisco is like trying to like not have the uh, not hold, you know, minor offenses and, and people who have, you know, saying nonviolent minor offenses in jail. There's basically no bail or whatever. And they're letting people out and people are getting mad because like motherfuckers are just getting out. And then like they were just arrested and a few they, weeks ago and they, crime, doing, yes. they commit another crime somewhere else. And it's and like some of them are doing violent crimes. That's the thing. They're arresting them and then they're. They're letting yeah. them off, and then the crimes are getting more violent. It is interesting because it's 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 it's, it's part of the pendulum swinging, west. where it's like, yeah, like if somebody's doing some crime, like yeah, we don't want to like incarcerate them for the rest of their lives over a petty crime. But on the other hand, if you stealing my catalytic converter, or you stealing something from me where I'm losing thousands of dollars, and you sent me back thousands of at dollars, at least four thousand dollars, you sent me back, and I'm not somebody who's rich and super wealthy. I'm not somebody who can just be like, oh, chalk it up to the game. Like, I'm going to be more pissed off. So, like, let's, you know, can we hire an advisory board, maybe get Dave Chappelle's security crew uh, as an advisory board on how to beat ass if you catch people stealing catalytic converters and just have a couple, like, teams that just stroll the neighborhood, you know, at all times of night and just watching out for motherfuckers stealing catalytic converters. You know how they have the gunshot sensors and on blocks, you know, so they can yeah, like, they oh, do shit either. And they no. should have a buzzsaw sensor on blocks and be like, man, we hear a buzzsaw. And, like, on, on this block and that block, triangulate, send a team over there. They swat over there. They catch you on there. And all of a sudden they turn your arm backwards and put a second forehead on your forehead and beat the shit out of you. That I'll be down with that. And guess what? Even if they got the wrong person, you should have been out next to those cars at that time of night. (laughs) They got got gunshot sensors on blocks. They got gunshot. They're all over here in Oakland. And let me tell you, they just put an announcement out like two days ago. Like, oh man, there were this many gunshots in like six days. Like 140 something in Oakland in six days. And I'm like, so what the fuck these things do? <laughs> like they have not no no arrest tied to the shit. Nothing. Oh man, we got 140. And I'm like 144. I've only heard about like this person getting killed, this person getting shot at, this person getting killed. Only like 10 cases. Hey, hey, hey I don't want to do conspiracy, but maybe they put the gunshot sensors in to make sure if you're from the urban neighborhood, see how many brothers are actually dying. And they're not going to do nothing about it. They just want to see how many Negroes are still left. There's a cheaper way of going to that. You just go to a goddamn Johnson's mortuary. You just, hey, how many brothers you buried this week? Hey, what the- I'm here. But my best call to death, yes, I'm alive. In sports news, NBA free agency has hit. And it is a mess. People getting paid max deals. Some people getting traded. And Kevin Durant has officially requested a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets. There are rumors swirling about teams that he'd like to go to. Miami and Phoenix are two teams that have been labeled as the suitors with the best chance uh, immediately to get Kevin Durant. 
Um, oh, because those are rumors. Had, that was that was his who he said. No, that was no rumor. Oh, no rumor, Jared. That's who he said he wanted to go to those two teams. Oh, well, Kevin Durant wants to go to one of those two teams if they can keep Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kyle Lowry. Go figure. Or if they can keep everyone else other than DeAndre Ayton on the Suns. <laughs> what do you guys think about KD and his requested trade? Are you guys uh, disappointed in him? Do you think that this is once again him bailing on on a situation, or or is he fed up with certain individuals um, in New York? You know what? This is the bet that he made. He was a free agent. He had the right to go wherever he wanted. And he attached himself to Kyrie Irving, who he should have known came with baggage, right? Mm-hmm. He attached himself and said they were tr- they were looking to go together. Remember, the Knicks wanted him. The Knicks made a great play for Kevin Durant. And he wanted to go to Knicks. Remember, that's the reason he was out there. And Kyrie convinced him, no, let's do this. And he was trying to get Kyrie to go with him because New York had the money for both. Kyrie convinced him, let's play for the Nets. This will be better. We don't have to deal with that organization. And I think Kyrie also knew we can bully this organization to doing what you want. Where the Knicks, they won't get bullied into making bad decisions. They'll just make them on their own. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Brooklyn, he knew they could bully Sean Marks and, and the ownership with Cy and get them to do what he wants. I mean, it started with their coach pick. Think about the year before both of them showed up there. The team was young. It made the playoffs. They were yeah. growing. They had D'Angelo Russell. Spencer Didwitty and Karis LeVert. They had a nice little three-guard combination. And they had and, Jared Allen. And they had Jared Allen. I was about to go there. Yeah. They had Jared Allen. They had some forwards there. I forgot. They had a few others. They were in a yeah. that Joe Harris. Coach well. they, there was coach they by your, your, your assistant coach now. Yep. Yep. Um, Atkins. He was, that Kenny he was Atkins. actually Kenny Atkins was on his way up. That team was on his way up. Yeah. So you figured that team would grow. But it added these two players, right? And you're like, oh, this will help this team better. Because we added these two players to have to trade D'Angelo Russell. Okay, makes sense, right? Money-wise, they got another pick out of it. Okay, good. They traded D'Angelo Russell. But then here's the great thing. It's like, oh, now we got Kyrie and Kevin Durant added this team. But the problem is they came in with more of a, look, wait, this is what we want. So you know how, Jerry, you know, you always be blaming like, well, LeBron built his teams how he wanted, right? And it's like, yeah, but he built them so he could win, not because this is my friends, right? I give LeBron that. He might fuck up every now and then with some building. He's going to get rid of the youth and all that. He might bring in somebody that used to be good that's no longer good. But at least he's not bringing them in just because they're my friends, right? Mm-hmm. They brought in DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan with him, which we know DeAndre is kind of washed. He shouldn't have been started over Allen. He started over Allen. Didn't make sense. They traded Allen away. Yeah. And then they end up the same season. They trade Allen away. And they trade away Karis LeVert. And what did they have to do? They had to cut. They had to cut DeAndre Jordan because he just wasn't doing anything. He's washed. This is the bet that he made. First year there, when Durant's be having, they still had their coach. They still had a lot of those pieces. The team, after Kyrie goes down or just quits, does as usual, they make the playoffs the bubble year. And what they do at the end of the year? Fire the coach, brought in more players they wanted. Team gets weaker. They lose depth, which they didn't have to because those guys were cheap lost too. It. They lost all their picks. They no, lost no, their, yeah, they yeah. lose their picks. They, yes. I mean, it's, yes. Well, they lost their picks trained for James Harden, which was a year later. So yeah. then they go, oh, well, let's make this even better. Let's lose more debt to bring in James Harden. So they traded Jared Allen to Cleveland. They traded all these players, traded all their future picks. Houston mm-hmm. basically had all their picks for the next five, seven years. And they bring in James Harden. And even James Harden was tired of the shenanigans. So this is the bet that Kevin Durant built, right? He attached himself to Kyrie Irving. Now, I think it might be a little bit behind also with the Warriors winning. You know, mm-hmm. that hurts his little bit of his ego and his ethos. It's funny that the two teams he chose happen to be both teams that, that finished first in their conference. Yeah, I, I was a little bit flabbergasted when he said, oh, I want to go to Miami, but I need y'all to keep Bam, Jimmy, and Kyle Lowry. And I was like, if you can keep Bam and Jimmy... That's all you need, number one. And that's all you should <laughs> want. And Kyle Lowry is not a cheap player. He's getting paid almost $30 million a year. He's the second highest, second highest paid player on that team right now. And he's yeah. done. He's and cooked. He's, and washed. He's, 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 he's still got some good basketball Which, left in him, but he's a guy that you want basically spot starting or basically being your sixth man now. I think that's where he's at, where he can come in, you know, run the second unit, still score for himself, play good D. But you can't have him playing bulk of minutes. He's 36 years old. He's, no. he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's I, I a thought it was crazy. I, I thought it was crazy last during last year's trade rumors when they were talking about all oh, bring him to the Lakers or wherever he was going. The Lakers. Miami. Yeah, the Miami, even, even the Miami thing. I'm like, y'all way overpaying. This dude is cooked. 
you're, you're buying experience at this point. And you don't, you oh, yeah. Which is which is why I agree with Jared. He'd be good coming off the bench. Imagine if Boston had him off the bench, right? Yeah, a right. true point guard, like a floor general that could get the ball. He could have finished games, right? Yeah, that could finish the games out of Jason Taylor and Jason, uh, just uh, Tatum and Brown's hands, and because those dudes are just dumb decision makers. You want them like, hey, if I set you up to come off a screen, that's when you score. I don't want yeah. you trying to initiate the offense. But uh, I think Durant understands that. Like, he probably wants Kyle Lowry to stay there just because it's just another veteran that can help with, especially with the younger guys. Because What Durant younger guys? They're going to they have no – they're going to no, no, they they have to sign a bunch of G League guys. Hey, man, you want a 10-day contract? We can afford that. That's <laughs> true. They might have to trade. But, see, but I think the thing is why Durant said that is because he also knows he's, that's not who he is. He yeah. doesn't want to be the guy to step in there, even though Jimmy could be that guy. He wants, but Jimmy, Jimmy's that guy as far as like getting you to play hard. Kyle Lowry is a higher basketball IQ guy. Mm -hmm. And Durant doesn't want to worry about that. He doesn't want to be that leader. He was happy to be around yeah. Draymond being that guy. He was happy when other players that guy. He, he realized he, that's not who he is. And the thing in Brooklyn, they didn't have the leadership. And Durant doesn't want to do that. Durant just want, he wants to go out there and just ball and shoot. And he's a, he's a good IQ. Basketball IQ is good, but he's not one to, he's not a leader in that way. Right. He's, not a, he's not an alpha, alpha in that way. He's an alpha. He's an alpha in his action. He's not a rah rah guy. He's a hooper. Gonna, yeah. When I look at Durant, he's just when I when I look at Durant's game, he is just the he's probably the best hooper. When I mean by hooper, I mean a guy who could go to the playground, to the NBA, to to the YMCA, and get and just be the best player. Not because of just his his type and everything. Let's say let's say everybody his height goes to these places just because his game is that. It, it transfers to all of those places, right? The way he plays. He plays like his game. He has a street ball game. He has a YMCA game. He has an Equinox game. And he has an NBA game, right? Yeah, he has not a saying got no goddamn hoop court. Yeah. The one in Berkeley, though. The rest of them do. The ones in L.A. do. And like so saggy ball ass motherfuckers out there. No, no. The ones in L.A. Play. Ones in L.A. You get all the former NBA players and former NFL players play. That's where they go. That's what they do. That's what, when you see videos of like uh, not Ben Simmons, but other people playing like during their summer times and they're, they're usually at Equinox in L.A. It's like known. Shannon Sharp talks about it all the time. It's like known thing. Right. He talks about like Ron Artest. That's why they always meet up and they all these former athletes of different sports get there talking. They play hoop at Equinox in L.A. Mm, okay, Ron Artest is always up there. It's one of those things. It used to be UCLA. UCLA summertime used to be the place. Right. Now it's now it's the Equinox, because then they don't have to worry about fans. They don't have to worry about all that shit. They just go and get their hoop on, get their workout on, see some beautiful women wearing Lululemon and, and keep moving. That's he's why. The, he's the person you don't mind to play AAU ball. But no, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, because you know, get all the shots. Up. Yeah, because he's seven feet tall and he can. He has a skill of a guard as a seven footer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, basically, yeah. that's basically what it is. I think for KD, it's important that he settles on a place where he's going to, you know, I think he's one of those players kind of like Curry where he can go to a place like he's not he doesn't need to be the the vocal leader and the rah-rah guy, but he can just go out there, like you said, and hoop and play good quality, smart basketball. And he's gone and he's chosen teams or he chose a team after the Warriors. He chose a Robin or a one a, a and one B that were both just like ball dominant guys who play the game in a way where the, the ball can't go around enough for all of them. No. Hey, hey, Jared, this was going to work. This was going to work. There was one game. Uh, oh, they almost beat the Bucks last year. They were close. Yeah, His toe was on that line. If, if Kyrie, could, if Kyrie, it could work. Kyrie, it was just all the bullshit. Yeah, this is all the all bullshit. The other bullshit. It's, it's yeah. the stuff on the outside. It's, it wasn't the ball game. Remember, they was they walked. Yeah, it's the stuff on the outside, round. and then they got rid of. A but then lot they got swept in the first round because they got they weren't deep. They weren't deep. Yeah. And oh, that team had no. Yeah. That team wasn't even practicing again. No, it's 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 not good. It's it's. He chose a situation where he allowed himself to, I think, I think he allowed Kyrie to woo him too much. And it's like, Kyrie's your friend. Kyrie's going to say whatever he wants to try and get you to do what he wants. And he wants to play with you because he realized he don't want to go back to LeBron, but now he's all, I'll go back to LeBron now. But he wanted to be his own man. Kyrie realized how hard it was. I don't think he's the type of leader that inspires his teammates because he's, he's about it. He's about himself. He's a, he's a, he's a conscious, conscientious, smart person that is very much an individualist. He's a conscientious fairy tale believer. He's he's very individualist in his in his in his core, and that's fine if he wants to be that. But it's really hard to translate that into team sports where you got to put it on the line for your teammates and your brothers. And and he doesn't do that. He didn't do it in Boston, and then he didn't do it in Brooklyn. So he didn't do it in Cleveland. Who brought him? Who brought him to his? Uh... 
Um, yeah, when well, he was in Cleveland, but, but the thing is, he didn't choose Cleveland. He was there already, and yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm yeah. talking about his game. Oh yeah, I'm talking yeah. About his game. But that was LeBron's team. His... I know that was just LeBron's team, and he was he was young when before LeBron got there. So no, I don't. No, it became LeBron's team. It was his he team. They were drafting his team, and he couldn't. But the problem is, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't make anyone better, which is fine. His game is still tight. He doesn't make anyone better. But I, I don't think Durant cared about that. Durant was like. I'm a ball. All I need is 12, 15 shots. Durant reminds me a lot of Larry Bird and how he plays, right? Not that take away that athletic ability. But if you look at the numbers, they're pretty similar, right? We're talking about really high efficiency guys who don't need to have the ball in their hands a lot, but still get their numbers, still rebound. But a lot of people don't know Bird finished his career with over 10 rebounds a game. Not a lot of people finish with that number. That's, that's a small forward, right? Bird was the first 50, 40, 90 guy in the league, right? First one was Larry Bird. And that's like the Kevin Durant game where you give me 15 shots, you got 30 points, right? You give me 12 shots, you still might have, you have 28 to 35, right? Like, I, I don't need to have the ball in my hand constantly at the end. I could catch and shoot. I could come off screens. I could drive. I could do all of that, right? And that's what Durant game is. So he didn't mind Kyrie. He was, in fact, for him, he was like, this is better. I'm not getting beat up because... They could put attention on him. He could do his dancing. He could he could be he could beat everybody in the league one on one. So they're gonna have to put help on them. That's gonna free me up more. Durant doesn't care about ball hog. He doesn't care. I don't think his problem wasn't Westbrook's domination the ball. It was Westbrook's when Westbrook became so inefficient and would just be turnover prone and do stupid things. He was done with that. Even though Durant disappeared against the Warriors in his last games in Oklahoma. I know, but I, I get that. But at the same time, it's not the same thing that they were doing in in the golden state with the warriors no not the same style of play where everyone is kind of playing that way and everyone is is creating off of ball movement or potential ball movement off ball movement way more than what but think about it he got tired of that after a while right no no he just got he got argument was in the playoffs you got to be able to beat someone one-on-one that was remember that was the steve curl always said no no that that was argument and they were fine they beat people one-on-one he took over the fight he did but he went to a place where it obviously didn't work out it was been a clusterfuck man they had a good chance last year it was a drama filled shit show this year. It was well. His was quote bad. was, "Did you see his quote? His his Twitter quote uh, was it on Friday, I believe, when he said, ask anyone who's been in the gym with me the last three years that I didn't care or put in the work.' No, he he puts in the work. It wasn't. I'm not say, I never said he didn't it's put in the work. The nobody nobody has said that here. I'm not saying anything yeah. like that. I don't I don't question KD's drive to want to win. I question his, like yeah. you said his decision making and going to play with all his friends who are guys that are individualists. One of, his uh-huh. one of his friends and they brought in James Harden who played a very individual like even though he led the league no, in assists. James Harden was leading the league in assists. I know I, I know I, I know that. But James Harden the way he leads the league in assists is he dominates the ball and he creates a mismatch, mm. comes off a screen, gets you to commit and, and then pass. throws a little dime pass. But yeah. Durant and, and, didn't have a problem with that either though. But but it didn't work. The point, the whole, the proof is in the pudding. It's not about oh, potentially this guy can work well, and this guy can work. Well, it didn't work because when, they, when Kyrie they, they weren't playing it was him and a Durant, team style, it was regardless. It, it Jared, it was winning. When don't forget they the first year first. worked. They got remember James Harden got hurt. He had he had, he popped his hamstring and he was well, that was because he go. also sat out entire training camp because yeah, he was trying to be fault. toxic to leave. But, and that's yes. outside the court. I'm saying but that that, the that not type working, of culture, right. guys. Those culture you're guys right. are not good for a team, especially if you're getting no, rid of not. any other pieces that can be supportive players. Saying, it just doesn't you're work. Saying the same, you're saying yeah, the same thing. You're no, saying not, the same thing, but I'm, Jared wants to say, like, I agree. It didn't work. It didn't work, and there's no excuses. But my my thing is, that where we're different, Pedro, is this. I believe it didn't work because of all the outside the court shit. They found a way to make it work on the court easily. Easily. Man, no, that's what if I said. If all three of them would have stayed healthy and played, they easily, they yeah, easily dominated. Uh, maybe even two years. Ago. All healthy and got swept. Well, I guess Ben Simmons didn't play. So they weren't healthy this no, year. No. Kyrie wasn't healthy. Was, that wasn't this year. I was talking about the, pre, the prior year. How did yeah, Kyrie get hurt? He played like 14 games oh, leading yeah, into yeah, the playoffs, yeah. bro. What are you talking about? Kyrie was healthy. Yeah, 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 KD yeah, he was, was healthy. healthy. They were both healthy. He was just tired well, of the yeah. bullshit and carrying, carrying the thing. But and I'm saying all three of them, when all three of them were there. Yeah. But that yeah. was still part of the after court shit. Think about how much we kept saying in that series, how much it was kept reporting. The Nets report, oh, Ben Simmons will play yeah. game three. I agree. Hands I'm just on saying. A team of all mental midgets. Tell me he didn't just say that. In this week's episode, we are without a Cutty Corner shout out due to user error by DJ Art. Unfortunately, he forgot to press record on the meeting. So, without further ado, we present to you 
AG3's NBA top 10 all-time list. Enjoy the title. Enjoy the Steph Curry bought out. He looked great. He was amazing. It was fun to watch. Even if you're not a word fan, it was fun to watch. But don't say crazy shit now. That's my only argument. So at number one, I got Kareem. Number two, Jordan. Number three, Braun. Number four, Magic. Number five is Bill Russell. Six, Larry Bird. Seven, Wilt Chamberlain after doing a lot of digging. Number eight, Shaquille O'Neal. Kobe Bryant at nine. And Tim Duncan at 10. So Steph Curry did not make my top 10. Okay. Yeah, he's I, I, close. I think he might be around 12. I, I can totally, I can totally see all of that. 12 or 13, Jared. I thought I was gonna be able to put him in the top 10, but after doing all my research and digging, I couldn't. Kareem's number one because he was a six-time NBA champion, six-time finals MVP. I mean, six times MVP, two times final MVP. To me, finals MVP, MVP, basically the same award. Finals meant you did it at a high level where you're at. MVP meant you just did it for a whole year. You showed up and you were consistent and played great the whole year. That's why I got Kareem over Jordan. Just total eight MVPs, even though Jordan had five MVPs and six finals MVP, but Kareem was just dominating. He was just dominating. The reason he was the all-time scoring leader, he would have probably been the all-time block leader. They didn't keep it the first four years. Okay, so let me start breaking down why Steph Curry isn't the all-time greatest point guard. Magic Johnson, you don't need a you don't, champion. Oh yeah, okay. I was three-time MVP, three-time MVP, three-times Finals MVP. That gives him a total of six MVPs. Nine-time All NBA First Team. Career 1911, 19 and a half points, 11 assists. We all know Magic just showed up in closeout games. He's had triple doubles in closeout games, even games where they need to win game six to make it to a game seven, 22, 19 and 88, 13, 13 and 13 with four, four steals and two blocks at 82. The age of 20, Magic Johnson's jump center, game six against Philadelphia, 42 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists. Three steals in one block. Can I say something um, about that Philadelphia finals, though? Yeah. They Philadelphia play so sloppy. Oh, I could have had they nine did. steals. They, they turned <laughs> the ball over. They Magic still had to go out there and do it. Yeah. Bill Russell speaks for himself. Uh, however many champions, 11 titles, 17 years. Top four greatest defensive players all time. Career average, 24 rebounds, 17 points, 24, 28 rebounds, excuse me. Uh, Larry Bird. I know a lot of people argue against Larry Bird. I actually watched a couple of Larry Bird games today. I watched two final games, the ones in which they won in 86, and I watched one in which they lost. People don't know, the 87 finals against the Lakers, that game where Magic hit the hook shot, right before that play, the Lakers scored. Celtics had the ball, and they were down, right? Byron Scott told this story. The Lakers came out. We were trying to get set up. We were talking about who got who, who got who. And Larry Bird just yells out, guys, guys, to all the Laker players, guys, I, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to curl around here. I'm going to run over there. And then I'm going to come to the corner and I'm going to shoot that shot. And they, they ain't a damn thing you could do about it. Right? <laughs> they run the play, do exactly that shit. That motherfucker Larry Bird hits the three. And Byron Scott was like, we all just looked at each other like he told us he was going to do it. He did exactly what he said. He told us he was going to do it and did it. Larry Bird was a bad man. I know it's hard for you youngsters. People born in 86, 83, 84 didn't get to see him. The man was a bad man. He made every shot. He talked shit. Your best shit talking NBA and backed it up. Rebound. He was a playmaker. That guy, he, here's the crazy thing. He only averaged less than two three-point attempts for a game. He's known as like a great shooter. He didn't shoot them and he made them. Uh, Will Chamberlain speaks for himself, most dominant player. See, this is where it got tricky. I thought Shaq was going to be lower on my list, but I had to put Shaq at eight because he was just the most dominant player all time. But he doesn't get enough credit for the shit he does. One game in the finals, 2001. 28, 29, and eight blocks against Dakembe Mutombo, defense player. He almost had a quadruple double. When I was just looking up his stats, he had so many 40-point games in the finals. It was ridiculous. 40 points and 20 rebound games. He More than probably any other player had a 40-point game. Uh, number nine was Kobe. I had to put him above Tim Duncan. You know, the whole Mamba mentality, even though he didn't have it in that against the Phoenix that year, game seven. Uh, but he was just a bad man. He was going to that, get a shot. That's where you should put Stephen Curry because his light skin in and his three-point shot. Right. And he's I the greatest light-skinned man alive. You should put him right there. I couldn't put right Steph there. Curry. I couldn't put him above Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant. I couldn't get him in the top 10. And I can see I him getting past Elijah Tim Duncan, though. Maybe, yeah. He, he's not done yet. Maybe. Uh, that's what I said. His story's not written. But he's still at 12. I, I guess, yeah. he, he, might, he might still <laughs> have some, a couple other people to pass. Well, that's that's All why right. I said it the way I said it. All right. So, so Aaron, I got a question about 
question mm-hmm. for you. Where is a player like Dirk Nowitzki? For you? Dirk Nowitzki? For is he me, top 20 or is he top I haven't 30? made it there yet, but I, I don't think he's been the top 20. I think he's top 30, maybe around 30-ish. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it to the top 20 because there's – to me, there's 20 other players better than those. A couple of them don't have titles, but that's how much they were better. Than and he was a defensive liability, unlike good. Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you think about us, come on, man. Everybody in my top 10 list have either made a bunch of all defensive teams. Shaq, even Shaq made four all, all defensive teams, right? Or have like one defensive player of the year. The worst defender is probably Larry Bird, who still wasn't like a slouch. He wasn't great, but he wasn't a slouch. Would he have been uh, able to hang, Bird, hang defensively in this, in this day and age, though? Offensively, I don't like saying that, offensive, man. no, offensively, I know he. I feel like he would have been fine offensively, but defensively, yeah, I mean, with players who can, you know, do more with their hand on the ball and get burst, would he? Would I he mean, become it's, a lot? It's hard to say. Court? I mean, like this is what I want to but say. No, no, like, I, I agree. Larry Bird. I don't. I don't question Larry Bird. Done with hand checking. I don't question Larry Bird. I know. I don't. I don't question Larry Bird. I think. Well, I think Steph Curry, his catch and shooting numbers dispel the fact that he wouldn't be able to play in a league where he could just catch and shoot. Him no, I'm not saying he wouldn't be good, but him. how would it be? How good would his average be? How good would that be with the way when they, they jump the screen? They jump I guess the screen, especially. Here's another thing. Things, they hip check you. Here's something that's interesting. If Steph Curry makes the top 10, he will be one of one players, or maybe Larry Bird will be the other one that can be offensively just as impactful with the ball in his hands as he is without the ball in his hands, right? Most of those other guys are ball-dominant guys in the top 10. Everyone else that you but they're ball dominant. There's a couple of guys that are playing because they have an elite skill set. Yeah, no, they can be playmakers too. Playmakers, but but but, Steph Curry's not the playmaker, Magic or Larry Bird. Uh, Look, I always go back to this when you when you when you say that when you with Larry Bird or Steph Curry, would they be the player they was if you switch them? I I go with Reggie Miller because look, the game right now is patterned after what Reggie Miller did, and he didn't take a bunch, he didn't take. 23 point shots a game. Well, but they don't, they don't use green light. Yeah. But, uh, Jerry, I say, and you forgot Bill Russell. Bill Russell's a guy that dominated without being a ball dominant person and, and yeah, having he, a score. But, but Bill Russell didn't have a high scoring average. He wasn't I'm a scorer. He's the one guy on this, on this list. Russell's that's not really dominant. a scorer. Everyone now, else on the list is a scorer. the ball dominant player, Dwight Howard. You got them to a with no offensive no 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 the thing about game Dw- at all Dwight Howard peaked and plateaued in his skill set but his athleticism made up for it and then as he aged and people expected him to take the next step he never did he yeah, got a, a lot of, of years ball a lot of a lot of alleys yeah no I I know I'm not saying Dwight yeah. Howard was he got them to a finals because he was the dude him and he job is to get the ball in the hole Jared he got the ball in the hole you're talking about oh he dunked it though that don't count as much (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't count I'm just saying is that like if you can dunk and if you can say hey I'm gonna get 25% of my points from dunks and you're gonna get zero point percent like the easiest way to score is a dunk right so if I can dunk the no, ball and no, I can, not, not. no, it is, it is, it literally is. All the soul people were there, Jared. Jared, act like nobody. When you go for dunk, everybody just. Hey, Jared, I don't know if you watched a lot of basketball. How many people? All right, my question is, how many move out the way when you? How many people were swatting? How many people were swatting Shaq shit? How many people were swatting Shaq shit when Shaq was young in his prime, dunking? They went up to try to get it. No, no. How many people were swatting this shit and throwing this shit? How many people? I'm gonna say Elijah on did. And, and, and maybe and a little boy, bit, and, but uh, no, no. But how many people were stopping him? Nobody was stopping yeah, him on a regular basis. No, no, let me, just, before. Hold on, let me get my point. Let me finish time. my point. Let me finish my point. Body in them. I let me finish my point. Same thing with Dwight Howard. He was most athletic. He was the biggest, most athletic dude on the court. So he was dunking the ball and getting a quarter or more of his points from dunking, which is the <laughs> highest percentage, right? So I'm gonna say, like, this is this is where the the height and the skill set comes into play. Like. Like, what are we, mm-hmm. how are we grading these players to put them in your top 10? Yeah. Is it just about physical impact? No, no, listen, listen, because this is, this is what nobody's, I'm, I'm thinking on this level. Y'all ain't even thinking, like, I got a Marvel card. I'm looking at all the no, strengths. I'm thinking, on, Marvel thinking card. on exactly on the same, mm-hmm. same level you thinking on. Steph Curry's scoring is harder to do than right. anybody else's. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that Jared. that should help hold some weight. But he's only 6'3". Like, you show up to the game the way you are. 
Yes. Like, you, you, like, can't, you can't control it. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be seven foot today, man. I'm just going to no, go straight to the hole. Identifies the seven <laughs> foot. And, you go slide and, in, man. And, Jared, and, Jared, and here's another part to what Brandon said. There's people nowadays that say Seth Curry has unbelievable range. The way they're not allowed to play defense is easier for him to score now than it was for them in the 90s who were big and huge, who took a pounding. Shaq took a pounding in there. Dwight Howard took a pounding. They have to be strong. That was not easy. They still got fucking beat down. That's what I'm saying. Jared. You just gave Steph Curry credit for going to the well against How Boston and saying he got he got kind of beat up, but he kept doing it. These fools took a pounding every fucking play in the key, mm-hmm. man, when they touched the ball. About one every time. It's like a, it's yeah. like there's a okay. reason there's offensive linemen, more offensive linemen and defensive linemen in the NFL Hall of Fame. Because they, they realize these fools take a pounding, man. These fools are the backbone. Oh, now you want to talk about who's taking a pounding, but you don't want to talk about height. Oh, I don't care about the pounding. Who cares about yeah, the height? Jared, you, you, you're trying to get bonus points. I don't know nothing. Jared, Jared, you just said it. I'm just using your Jared, own argument. How many, own how many seven-footers are in the league that can't find the rim? I'm, exactly. I watched so many seven-footers this year mm-hmm. brick layups. Shout out to Kevon Looney. But when Thank you are athletic enough Thank just to dunk, Kevon Looney is 6'10". When you can just dunk it, you don't have to worry about having touch. He's you don't have to worry about touching 300 pounds and he's missing layups. <laughs> Kevon Looney was actually making a lot of layups. What are you talking about? Well, that and in the final, once they yelled at him, no, no, no. Got in his ass. no, no, because they weren't, they, they didn't play him enough in that first, that's Jared, what, that first, that third game three. What? Is it more difficult for a big man to guard a, a point guard or is it for a point guard to guard a big? A point guard to guard a big? Yeah. The game is geared towards I, I being bigger joking? and taller, like I said I, earlier. That's exactly what but I'm talking I would, about. But I would argue Jokic trying to guard Steph Curry is way more difficult than, than Curry trying to guard Jokic. You put the ball through this hoop. You can either lay it in with your hand grabbing through the hoop to get your receipt that you got it through the hoop, or you can throw it from 30 feet away and hope that it lands in that little hoop from all the way over there. What's going to be easier? What are you talking about? Oh, you guys are saying like Steph Curry don't got a hope, so that he is that good. He top 10 good then, huh? You got to be top 10 good to say, ain't no hope when Steph Curry shoot the ball. I hope you fanboying for just a show. This is pretty. This is pretty. This is pretty incredible, Jared. And you guys, like, you guys, as, as, a, as a Warriors fan and a Steph Curry fan, you make me, you make me not want to say anything nice about because you're like, oh man, you're he's ridiculous. the greatest of all time. No, no, no. But ridiculous. I also, and by, I also, and by said, the way, he does it all by he does it all by being born and being six three. Like what? Let's go. Yeah, it's no, he, ridiculous, no, he had to fit a certain criteria. He didn't get into Sam's Club without his membership card. He had to have that requisite height. Okay, like I'm not saying that. I, I'm just trying to get y'all to realize you act like, it, you act like he ain't got no genetics. The game, like his dad, no, no. His I know that. I didn't say that. NBA. I did not. I never said anything about genetics or his dad playing. I never said any Sad of that. You're, no, you're using other people's words to argue with me. That's something that I never said. You don't like people misusing your words, Aaron. I never even said shit like that. So you can't even use that against me. Secondarily, the game is geared. The, the hoop is taller than everyone else. The advantage is, hey, if I have a closer reach to the hoop and I don't have to do as much to get the ball up into that hoop. I have an advantage. That's literally what it is. So if you guys continue to spell that advantage of being a certain height and bigger as not being an advantage and something that's not even considered, not even considering it when you evaluate what Steph Curry is doing, then you guys aren't using the proper metrics. You guys are ignoring something that is very valuable and important. It's not, it's not, it's not the skill of the basketball player. Who is that basketball player? And I said, it's not an advantage. If you can't, I said this year, no, I said this year, the way he played this year, and I didn't say his whole career this year, was top 10 worthy to me. That's what I said. And I believe that. I'm just going to say, bowl, bowl, next year, MVP. The Ste- Taco the, fall, next does year. Does Steph Curry deserve MVP. to be in the top 10 for having one Tallest year of top 10 play ability? No, I, I will not say wow. that, Aaron. James Bowl, bowl is, is not athletic, Brandon, but he's seven foot eight. And he made it and gets paid millions of dollars to not play because what's one thing you can't teach, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. He's a rookie slider scale. He's not a Aaron, what's one thing you can't teach? Can't teach height. Okay, thank you. So, yes, he's playing and a game amongst what? other Giants, yes. and he is a I, Giant I my, relative I, I, I to regular I wish people. My dad was a, if my dad would have been an NBA player and I had access to real basketball courts and all that, that you know, who knows how far I'd have went. I'm about to make D2. I don't think y'all looking at it. I'm looking at it from a, a couple other lenses on it. I don't think y'all are getting. And that's fine. That's fair. Fanboy, Jay, you're fanboy. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Amen. Call up your boys, Pal and Kevin Brown and fanboy. You guys fanboy together. Y'all just jealous. I'll bring the loop. Y'all just jealous because Steph Curry is the most acclaimed, <laughs> regal, just he's the best light skinned brother ever created. Isn't that right, Pedro? That's what Pedro yeah. crowned him. 
Greatest light skinned brother ever. Hey, I that. really I enjoyed Steph Curry in in college. I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching him now. Yeah, he got four know, volleyball players to the NCAA tournament. It was him and four volleyball players who just set screens on the perimeter. Stop, stop, stop acting like you watch more than you than just the tournament watching Steph Curry. <laughs> he had four volleyball players playing basketball with no, him. No, Larry Bird, his team was better than what Larry Bird took to the NCAA title game. I tell you this. I watch, sure, how, I watch how, a lot of college basketball. Indiana's a hotbed of basketball, so they're all those guys. Indiana State, State Jerry. Yeah. State. State. No, no, no. The state Jerry. of Indiana Jerry. is that a hotbed. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not Jerry. talking about. No, I'm not talking about the college. I'm talking about the state of Indiana. Yeah, Indiana State. Is a but the state, bed. yes, and basketball. They didn't have none of them, and they had none of them. I'm not arguing Larry Bird. I'm saying he's coming for Tim Duncan. He's coming for Tim Duncan. The best thing ever. They argue for guys. Like Tim Duncan. Yeah. They are. I like what, what what one writer said about Larry Bird's college team. They said he played with four guys that you wouldn't even pick up at a at a pickup game at the YMCA. That's a lie. Steph Curry still had players on his team. He yeah. had a he had a six six ten six nine player. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, I how seen him playing you, you, on the U.S. volleyball team, bro. How do you factor in this luxury tax situation where they where they have the highest payroll? And that's another they, thing. Yeah, that's Yankees what I want to talk about. Thank basketball. you. Thank you, Brandon. Because I was th- I wrote that down and I forgot to talk and I wanted to talk about that. I got some for that. They're all uh-huh. veterans. They're all 10 years in the league. Their their salaries aren't going down the way that's I don't escalate. have a problem with that. Okay, no, no. But so, how so, do you, so, you yes. can't keep the other players? What? They no. paid 174 million luxury tax. Here. They they traded that's more for, than some teams I know. payroll. They they traded the for Andrew Wiggins' bad payroll. contract. Somebody thought Andrew Wiggins' contract was a terrible contract, and they at least made it. They they salvaged it. Right, it, it, it still is. It's they still salvaged is. it. They salvaged it. It was worth it. One hundred and seventy-four million. That's the payroll. That's the salary. Yeah, they because that they're veteran. Have, they're able to keep they three pay players double together. The amount. To, so all, you're telling me they pay how do you factor high twenties, high thirties, and greatness? And, and, and I'm ready with more money there. When I found that out, I was like, "Hold on, that's like because the commissioner was trying to sit there and blow up the Warriors being built through the draft." And I'm like, "Yes, you got four veteran players, right? I give you that." But let's let's be real. Let's be real. Steph Curry's making forty something million. Uh, Draymond's twenty something, and Clay's low thirty, really low thirty, right? He's like yeah. barely thirty. So I'm they, like, they, they don't should equal one hundred and seventy million. They should take pay cuts. Then is what you're saying. No, what I'm saying they is they already had an unproven this, team. My problem ain't with the work. You can't argue that all this. of a sudden. Can I say this? The highest, they, had, they had an unproven team. They had an unproven team. Can I say this, Jared? Let me finish. Like you all, let you me can, finish. You can't have championship pedigree and unproven team. You can't have them. They have their exactly. main core and then a bunch of role players. Jared, that are let, me, let me say this. My problem ain't with the words. It was the NBA not having a hard cap. A hard cap, then yes, you could pay your veterans. And they got to get rid of all those accelerators and all that supermax and all that other yes. bullshit. They got to get rid of all then, that. Now, you've okay. heard me argue. I'm not, what? but then the you got to get rid of all that's, that shit. My problem all, ain't the war. Their salaries keep going up. That's what the NBA players no. union, the NBA uh, negotiated, bro. You know what the problem is? So the NBA, when it used to have a heart, a more of a hard cap, they didn't have a cap on player salary. The problem was small market teams were losing their players after they reached free agency. So they thought, oh, we got a perfect solution. We're gonna not make a hard cap. This we're gonna we're gonna cap player salary, and then we're gonna make it. The only way you can make more money is if you stay with your team, right? Mm-hmm. Count on teams trading players and trading contracts to get out of the contracts and things like that. They were they were going off of what the old NBA was. So my problem is with the Warriors. It isn't what the Warriors did. They did what they had to do, but. You do have to bring out this is a little bit of a New York Yankees situation here, Jared. Like Joe Lacob sit there and talk about and Bob Myers and they sit there and they talk about, oh, man, we're ahead of the curve. No, 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 dude. You pulled a Steinbrenner. You're able to keep players. You can keep a better bench because of your lack of salary. They had all because of their, their rich money. Jared, they're not all unproven and they make money. Man. Yeah, I don't report it. I don't report yeah, it. Don't it just came off a seventy-five million dollar contract. Yeah, why did why did he not get resigned by the old team? What? Hold on. Talking about why did he not get resigned by the Ricky's been unproven. Why would the Timberwolves be like, oh, we'll take D'Angelo Russell, who's also unproven and is 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 immature as fuck? Okay, because they were trying to keep Anthony Towns. That's why. Yes, exactly. No, but traded for his best friend. 
And then they got Jordan Poole. You got Gary Payton, who had been on the team, off the team, had tried out for other teams. Nobody wanted him. Played a big pivotal role. They got draft picks. Kaminga barely played in the playoff uh, in the finals. Uh, Moody barely played in the finals. They still got you 174 had, million to well, over the cap. I I I, I get that. Yeah, because luxury tax is like an accelerator. So like, yeah, it's a certain no, amount over. One dollar. They got They got to pay. So it blows up. Yes, it blows up. Yes, that's why it blows up. One dollar per one dollar spits. You double it, so eighty. 80 million. It doesn't oh. double. It's one dollar over the cap. Eight dollars spent over. Because the if they were having a hard cap, Not, yeah, that's doubling one dollar for every dollar. It's another dollar, another dollar. So you're doubling you, as you it goes up. As you go past that line, a smaller market, a smaller market team, so double with whatever you're overpaying. So 174 is not the real number. It's 80 something. I, mean, I get that. That's still a lot. Is, and it's not just smaller market. It's also having these really ridiculously rich owners. Like when it hurts is the family, the small, the family-owned teams. When you sell the team to the Steve Bombers, I get that. I get that. But also, like here's the curse of: Do you want it to be strictly like football? Which is like that. Yes, that's I what do. You okay, yes, so just I say do. I want to be sure no, like football, I where, I where you're never going to keep. But but the NBA was not built off football free agency style. That's not how you do it. That's not how you get legacies on players. That's how you build the franchise's name. That's the whole point. They don't want that. What they you want mean? you to keep what your you original players. You want Magic going and be like, man, I can make more money to leave and go play here because y'all can't offer because of hard cap. You want Magic to be gone and only play his first four years in the league hey, with no. them? No, Do you exactly. Shaq That's part of the free agent and Kobe got traded or drafted. Like they were. Yeah. No, no. It like, happens. Players you're not what you're talking. <laughs> there's certain players who make their names with teams. Yes, there's some players who, especially once free agency really started kicking off and big money was being able to be offered to leave. Yeah, people leave. But they still want to go don't. back to. And no, no. But the don't. Lakers also people still want to play in LA, Aaron. So don't act like all of a sudden in Lakers. You know, let's not get into the whole thing about how they. Lakers are dysfunctional. They, they always now you're trying to downplay the Lakers. Okay, now you're going to try to downplay no, no, the Lakers. Okay. No, no, Okay. Did you just hear LA me is a destination. Always, no, you guys always have always that been advantage. dysfunctional. You have that as an advantage. I don't so want to hear about the Lakers. LA is a better place than, than the Bay Area? Is that what you're LA, LA is the glitz and the glam, bad bitches, movies. You, you're saying media. Yes, it's a better place if you want to build your brand and you want to be a star. That's where people want to go. They want to be a star. You don't go to the fucking San Francisco to be, be say, I want to build my star. That's not what you told me when, when Kevin Durant came over. Oh, oh I said, no, no. Brandon said Francisco. that he wanted to get into that, into that e-commerce money, which he did. That's what he He's one of the he main. He's, those fools were all invested in Uber, all that shit. They made all those programs, all them apps. They was putting big money in that shit. Man, he didn't put shit into that. All he wanted to do was win the title. And- Nope. He, he's a seasoned investor. He invested hell of money. Came. You can invest your money from a fucking mile away. No, nah, but he can drive down to Silicon from Valley. Two thousand miles away. People. He did not drive down. That's how that shit works. One driver the Supers, right? Yeah, Jared. That's not how that shit works. Whatever. All right, well, let's get to cutting corner shots. Pedro, you have something you want to say, Pedro? Hold on. Go ahead, Brandon. No, no. All right, Brandon. All right, go ahead. I know y'all get it. I think we just all agree, Jared. We're gonna let you have your week here. Yeah, about one more week in the stole Steph Curry's. Players one, baby, yeah! yeah. <laughs> we got Lady Sam Curry. Let's just get that hand. Peterson has signed up to fight Le'Veon Bell in a boxing match. Who's fallen further from grace, AP or Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell. Easy. Really That's fall, easy. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Is that what that is? Close. Falling from grace or falling <laughs> uh, from, or just getting old? I mean, no, no, Le'Veon Bell didn't get old. Le'Veon Bell made the stupid. We talk, uh, you know what? This flows into our Kevin Durant of bad decisions, right? One thing I hate in life is I, I hate when I make a bad decision, when I look back at it and I don't, I don't have a lot of regret, but I have a lot of like, man, I got to make a better decision than that. It makes me really try to concentrate my next few decisions of that level, whatever level that is, try to make a better one. Le'Veon Bell made a bad decision when he sat out that year, took his value for more than I think the league was willing to give him and the more that in, in Pittsburgh, especially a place he was in, that's like, dude, just honor your contract and we'll pay you after that year. 
but he didn't want to do it. And he sat out his last year to become a free agent and it bit him in the ass. And he made, he lost money. He didn't make that year away. Didn't help him either. NFL is one of those type of things that but you ever, you ever notice, no matter what your position is, whenever someone comes back after like a year away and not because of injury, but because they just like either retired, like Gronk, Gronk. Yes. He made some clutch catches with Brady, but he still didn't look the same. Right. Whenever someone really steps out, that one year away makes a huge difference. It's not easy, and especially for a running back. And so he, he, he hit rock bottom. Like Adrian Peterson is old and retired and just – He was still he, signing contracts this past season. Getting he, is. Squad. <laughs> he is. He's still in shape. I think Adrian Peterson is one of those – he's kind of like Walter Payton. When Walter Payton retired, he couldn't figure out what to do next. You know, you're, you're NFL. You go from playing football in college where your days are made up. You're so, your days are so busy. You're always doing something. You're always working out. You're always getting treatment. You're always in study hall. You're always around these people. Walter Payton couldn't figure out what to do when he retired. He became, remember Pedro? He became a race car driver. He became some other things. Then he tried competitive, like cycling. I, I, didn't, I didn't know he became a race car driver. Oh, yeah. He tried to do race car driving. He tried to get into everything. because he. Couldn't oh, no, 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 no. That was the story. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, he couldn't hold still. He couldn't hold still. Adrian Peterson reminds me of that. That's why he never officially retired into this year. I thought, I thought he was going to get into Hollywood. I, no, no, he tried he to become a real race car driver. He 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 raced a couple of races. I don't know some low level, but he tried. Yeah. And that's what Adrian Peterson remind me of. For me, it's not a, it isn't a falling from grace for Adrian Peterson. It's just a guy that's just he's like Frank Gore. Frank Gore's that same way. He's done it so long. He's like, I'm an athlete. This is what I do, right? Like Barry Bonds when he got into cycling after he retired from baseball. It's funny he would choose a sport that has the most doping issues outside of baseball, but. For Le'Veon Bell, it's, it's it's trying to make some money, man. Who y'all got in this fight, Pedro? Who you got in this fight? You got AP or you got Le'Veon Bell? Well, there's a, a there's a legend about AP hands, so he's got strong hands. So I I, I would have to go with AP. I'm gonna go with AP too because he's good at beating his kid, and Le'Veon Bell is younger <laughs> than him. So I feel like he, you know, that's gonna come back to him. He's gonna throw a couple, and you know, and then get in that get in that Ike Turner mode and just really lay it on him. Don't you know, man, I'll beat you like you're one of my bitches. Slap me around and call me Susan. Ah! I warned you, Susan.